Welcome to Voices of the Walk, Pass for All's everyday walking podcast. Our mission is to get Scotland walking, everyone, everywhere and every day. In this podcast series, we'll be hearing from a variety of Scotland's walking champions who are helping make our vision a reality. Hello, I'm Helen Morrison, Senior Development Officer here at Pass for All, and today I'll be talking to Dr Jenny Lim. Working with a group of primary school children in Grangemouth and colleagues Barbara McConnell and Suzanne Adamson, Jenny was behind the creation of the Big Fit Walk, which made its debut in Falkirk in 2004. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you. So we're going to be talking mainly about the Big Fit Walk today and where it started and, uh, and where it's led us over the years. So can you give us a brief description of yourself and your career so far, please? Uh, well, I'm from the Aberdeen area and I studied in Aberdeen and then moved to central Scotland 36 years ago and never left. I love it down here. Um, I studied medicine and became a GP and worked as a GP in Grangemouth for, for 20 years. And that's where I began to, to develop a real interest in working with young people to try and and develop ways of promoting health. Um, I spent all of my career dealing with people really after the horse had bolted in terms of their well-being and it was a good opportunity to work with families and try to encourage young people to, to be advocates of um, health choices that might change things for the next generation. In Grangemouth. <laughs> and was there a particular moment that got you interested in physical activity? Y- yes, indeed. Um, when I was training in medicine, there was definitely some input in, in terms of health improvement, but I certainly don't remember any uh, emphasis on the benefits of physical activity at all. It was really uh, healthy eating and uh, not smoking and and those sorts of things. And I attended a British Heart Foundation conference, I think in 1998, I might have the date wrong, and uh, they were presenting research data on the benefits of physical activity and comparing those benefits with the uh, benefits of discontinuing smoking, eating a healthy diet... And I was, I would call it an epiphany. I I really felt that I didn't know how important physical activity was and I was pretty certain none of my colleagues did either. And that began a a real shift in, in emphasis. I went back and spoke to the colleagues that I worked with in partnership and one of our real threads of health improvement from that time on was the the promotion of physical activity and physical activity not sport I've got nothing against sport at all it's a wonderful wonderful thing but physical activity is for everyone sport is for some of us do you remember the background of how the first big fit walk came about absolutely I remember it very well. I would say it's the project that um, I'm proudest of in my entire career. Um, myself and the then um, Step Forth, which was our walking project, which was actually funded by Paths for All, um, Suzanne. Um, Su- Suzanne and myself uh, felt we wanted to engage with 
uh, all age groups. We wanted to develop something that was an inclusive project. At that time, it was becoming clear that health walks were attracting older, active members of the community. And we felt that we needed to develop something that would engage young people. Um, the younger, the better, because they could be advocates within the family setting um, to encourage families as a whole to take part in physical activity. So we thought, OK, we need to reach young people. And we had a good relationship with the local schools in Grangemouth. And we engaged with a pupil council. So it was representatives from all five primary schools in the local community and they were in primary seven and we set them a challenge and we said okay we've got no budget so there's no money for this we live in a community where a significant number of people suffer from long-term conditions so people have high blood pressure they're overweight um, they're they're not very fit um, and we really want to improve the health of the population of Grangemouth so we want your help because young people have a great capacity for good ideas. So, what do you think we could do to turn the health of Grangemouth around? And the kids uh, ran a workshop event, and surprise, surprise, uh, we kind of knew that they were going to come up with walking. It was what we expected they would come up with, um, but they excelled, and they came up with the concept of an annual event that would promote walking to all ages and we basically took that idea from the youngsters and developed it into the Bigfoot Walk. There's quite a few reasons why the model is the way the model um, developed. Um, partly it was around keeping it simple. I'm a great believer that if you keep things simple then people will be willing to engage with your project. It was also absolutely true that we had no budget. So we had to do it on a shoestring. We had no money to spend on this. And uh, we we found that quite an exciting challenge. And we wanted to engage with the kids at every stage of the project. The reason we went for 30 minutes was actually very personal to me. I had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis just around that time in in that year and my ability to walk was was extremely poor I was having to use a stick and I was counting my walking distance in lamp posts certainly not in miles and uh, that had brought it home to me that walking is not only what I call the solution to uh, our community's good health but it's taken for granted we celebrate babies when they take their first step. You know, grannies take photographs. Everybody thinks this is the great thing. But once children are steady on their feet, we tend to take walking for granted. And I had hit a health problem personally that made me appreciate that walking was something that uh, some people really struggle with. So if we designed a walking initiative, a walking event, I wanted it to be accessible to people who couldn't walk very far uh, or couldn't walk at all. 
So the idea of it being a 30-minute walk was that if you can only walk two lampposts in 30 minutes, that's how long your big fit walk would be. So a group of stroke patients could still take part or a group of three-year-olds could take part. You would basically design your walk to the the needs and uh, capacity of your participants. So it meant I could take part. Um, And I'll be honest, at the time, I was feeling quite frustrated that almost every physical activity event that was being run, they were great events, but they tended to have um, a goal of 26 miles or a goal of increasing ability over time. And I was facing a period of decreasing ability at that time. So take us back to that first day of the big fit walk and the first walk and could you perhaps paint a picture of what the day was like and how it all went? We were very lucky. It was extremely sunny. It was a beautiful day and I was due to meet colleagues uh, for the public big fit walk. And as I drove into Grangemouth towards the stadium, I started noticing these long crocodiles of children in different coloured school uniform walking all over the the town and it was absolutely inspiring what what struck me was that it's such an ordinary normal thing for people to go for a walk but to see groups of children walking along the pavements in large groups was far from normal Um, I would say that at that time we were facing quite a lot of of risk aversion and uh, the concept of taking children out for a walk when we first raised it with the schools initially was was quite met with a bit of alarm. It was, well, oh gosh, can we do that? And it was only the good relationships between the health improvement professionals and the teachers in the schools that allowed us to talk that through and actually come to the conclusion that it was perfectly appropriate. In fact, not only was it appropriate, it should be an everyday occurrence. So to see these long lines of pupils having fun, I mean, they were smiling, they were out in the sunshine and they were having a good time. And they were going for a walk within their own local community. It was it, it, it was incredible. In your view, what did the first walk achieve, and how was it received afterwards? What did what was the the chat or the buzz afterwards? Do you think? I can remember the buzz I felt seeing the kids out walking, but that was small compared to the the buzz that the teachers communicated back to us about how much the kids and families had enjoyed it. There was one school that uh, felt concerned and they ran their walk within the perimeter of the school, which was absolutely reasonable. Everyone was doing it their way. But some of the other schools, right from the first year, engaged with the parents and carers um, and families of the kids in the school so their walk was actually a community event it was a a participative event that allowed the the wider community to take part and I think they were excited because this was something that they found had been easy to organise 
they were immediately talking about what they could do the following year. And uh, yes, there was a real buzz that, that this was something important. It was a change in the way they perceived allowing their kids to take part in physical activity and to communicate the benefits to their families. So the Big Fit Walk is now in its 16th year. Last year we had 1,200 children involved in the launch event up in Aberdeen, which was fantastic, along with uh, many of the health walk groups from across Aberdeen and some from Aberdeenshire came in as well. And it's really grown over the years. We noticed that there were over 50 walks that were registered on our on the website, which is bigfitwalk.scot, and that had over 2,000 hits last year. So how does that make you feel, thinking of those children back then to, to where it's come to now? It's a really lovely feeling. Uh, when the walk event was taken over by Paths for All, the children that were involved in year one had progressed through primary school into high school and were actually involved in a project to celebrate the, I think it was the 12th Big Fit Walk. But they were leaving school and moving on. And I remember really uh, clearly how these youngsters said, but we thought people did the Big Fit Walk everywhere. So they were really seeing this as something that was part of the calendar of their school um, events and it was simply a normal thing. Promoting walking was normal. So to hear that uh, 1,200 youngsters took part in Aberdeen warms the cockles of my heart and um, it's really a lovely feeling that the kids in Grangemouth came up with an idea that appeals to young people anywhere and, and everywhere in Scotland. I mean, the, the strap line we came up with the youngsters, in fact, the youngsters came up with at one point was that this is an event for anyone, anywhere. Um, so it's a really, it, it really is a proud uh, moment. And, and I share that with the kids that set it up. Definitely, and that's interesting that Paths for All strapline is very similar for walking, where we try and promote that message of every day, everyone, everywhere, and that may have even had its roots with those children back in Grangemouth. <laughs> it, it may well have done. Um, the, the kids in the early days um, were the ones that came up with the, uh, the, the imagery for the materials that we used. Um, they designed badges in the fourth year because we wanted to start counting participants. So we had to have a way of registering people taking part. So the kids designed badges and uh, that was the first time we actually had any funding. We had £120 funding in the fourth year and we had the badges made so that people would register and wear the badges. Um, so it, it may well have the roots back then. And a group of young people in high school who really had quite low self-esteem and low confidence were involved in the promotion of the 10th Big Fit Walk which was 
a big celebration. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget uh, that group of young people composing a letter to the Minister for Health and how they felt when uh, the Minister for Health agreed to come and walk with them in uh, the Helix Park. And the photographs that were taken of those young people on that day, I swear those youngsters looked a foot taller. And so that project too, in the promotion of the 10th year, um, had had a remarkable impact on some of those young people. That's brilliant to hear. Okay, so this year's theme for the Big Fit Walk is around bringing a friend and we're looking at groups encouraging as many people to come along. And from the beginnings of of the Big Fit Walk, there were some creative children, obviously, um, involved in the process. What do you think those children way back then, or probably adults now, would would be saying to to groups to try and encourage people along um, to the Big Fit Walk this year? What I've certainly always found is uh, ask ask the new generation of young people. Children are the creative force in our communities. They're the ones that are interfacing with the changes that have happened since we were children. So they see things through different eyes. And every single time we ask the kids for their ideas, they they completely blew us off our feet. So what I would certainly say is ask your um, groups to engage with young children in their local area and ask them to come up with solutions. Um, One of the ideas that was a spin-off from the Big Fit Walk was, uh, again, involved with the local kids and it was how can we move things on from the Big Fit Walk and encourage more participation locally um, out with the annual event. And they came up with Walk the Block. And Walk the Block was saying, okay, we can have a path or a route from the school gate because parents and grandparents and carers come and pick me up after school. So if there's a path that's signed from the school gate, then we can tell them to take us for a walk when they come and pick us up from school at the end of the school day. And we had two projects where the kids decided on the routes. The kids put the signage up and the kids were the people who were actually spreading the word. They were saying to their carers, let's go for a walk. I can remember a big consultation with youngsters um, where we were trying to work out what kind of physical activity young people wanted to do with their, their parents and their families. And uh, it was really humbling because when we said, well, what would you like to do? They actually said, well, we like to go for a walk because when we go for a walk, our mums and dads and our grands and our granddads talk to us. And it was a, a really poignant moment because when we said, what do you mean? They said, well, if we go for a walk with them, they stop um, looking at their phone. And if you think about it, that's exactly what happens. If you go out for a a walk, people talk to each other. And we called it walk and talk events. So kids want to go walking with their families. And what I found most poignant was that when I was a little kid, that's what we did every Sunday. 
we went for a walk. And when these kids, um, 50 years later, were saying, we just want to go for a walk with our families, it just shows you that some things don't actually change. And kids want the parents to set down the technology and talk to them. So the other thing about kids is uh, they will surprise you. I've no idea what they would say. Um, and a promotional thing they came up with for events was, well, if we design a leaflet, if everybody takes two leaflets home, then we can give one leaflet to our family, but we can give another leaflet to our next door neighbour because some of our next door neighbours don't have kids. So that's a way to get the word out to people who are not in directly engaged with the children in the community. That's gold dust. That's fantastic. Um, is there any th hopes or dreams you have for the Big Fit Walk going into the future? I think, for me, the fact that it's still um, is still relevant and it's still enjoyed every year by the, the people that participate, for me that tells us that it's still relevant. The... the the passion for it was always about it being accessible to practically everyone. As one person famously said, you don't need legs to go for a walk. And that related to the fact that this particular group of people were in wheelchairs and they love the big fit walk. And yes, someone else has to push them in a chair, but were they going for a walk? Absolutely, they were going for a walk because going for a walk is so much more than um, propelling yourself on your own legs. So I think it's inclusive. I think it's still relevant and it's it's an affordable initiative that I believe has still got potential to be expanded. One of the other things the kids came up with was a pairing project and a lot of schools are linked to communities in other countries and uh, one year we had a significant number of uh, foreign countries run big fit walks in parallel with Scottish schools and that's something the kids came up with and other schools could easily pick up on those sorts of ideas and replicate them but make them their own and I think for, for me uh, a really inspiring moment was when I went to a meeting I think it was about five years six years into the Big Fit Walk initiative and a really um, excited professional um, tabled a, a topic for the, the meeting about this great event called the Big Fit Walk and couldn't we do something to promote it? And I sat there quietly and smiled because this person didn't have any idea that I was involved in the Big Fit Walk because anyone that gets involved in it can take ownership of their small or large Big Fit Walk, um, can promote it to others and can really own their Big Fit Walk. And that for me um, is why I still feel excited, passionate and inspired by it as an event because I th I think it's still um, something that, that could get bigger.
Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if everyone in Scotland went out for a big fit walk? <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. And I think going on from what you've said there in so much as um, it's affordable and you didn't have a lot of resources and, and you don't need a lot of resources, um, the resources that we've got are free to download from the Big Fit Walk website, which um, was bigfitwalk.com dot scott and then people can put their local identity on that um, with the resources that are available so as a gp uh, what are your thoughts on physical activity and social prescribing and, and encouraging your health professionals to prescribe walking prescribing walking is something i see as the only affordable available solution to significant Western health challenges. We live in a, a culture that is car-based. Walking is so obvious and so ordinary that it can easily be overlooked. I think that the impact that professionals and children can have in promoting something that um, children do every day if they can continue that into their adult lives, then we are uh, health-proofing these young people as they turn into adults who become part of a car culture. Walking is easy, accessible, affordable, and most importantly, it's good fun. And if you set up walking initiatives where people can easily join in, they find themselves in a social network that has benefits that are way beyond the physical benefits of regular exercise. Is there anything else that you feel is important that you'd like to get across today about the Big Fit Walk or walking in general? I think another personal story that had a massive impact on me when when I was involved in the promotion of walking my father was becoming quite frail and through Paths for All I heard about Otago which began in New Zealand and it was being researched and promoted in Scotland at that time I decided to show the exercises to my dad and when I did, I found that he couldn't do them. He couldn't stand on his tiptoes or on his heels. And I realised that the reason he was having regular falls wasn't for some complex side effect of his medication or some hidden long-term condition. It was simply that he'd lost his confidence and had stopped walking. And because he wasn't going out for his daily walk, he had lost his uh, postural strength and had started to fall over. What I realised at that moment was it was quite simple. It was so obvious I had to start taking him for walks every day. He subsequently was diagnosed with dementia, which explains why he'd lost his confidence to go out and take independent walks. So I started going down every morning as usual but instead of sitting blethering over a coffee we would go for a walk and that was eight years ago my dad is still alive and well and is still independently mobile 
had I not appreciated that the difficulties he was developing related to the fact that he had stopped going for a short walk every day and had I not started to support him in accessing walking, I suspect my dad's health would be in a very, very different place now. I think we have a lot to to, to still learn about how we can use the significant impact of walking on different groups within our communities and it's heartening to, to know that Paths for All is engaging with groups with specific health challenges and certainly um, my personal experience is that if an elderly person stops walking it really is a case of um, use it or or you will lose it and uh, so walking 30 minutes a day uh, and the promotion of that f- between myself and my dad has allowed my dad to, to remain well. Thank you for sharing that. That's a very inspiring story. So just before we finish our uh, podcast of Voices of the Walk, the last question we have for you, Jenny, is um, what is your favourite walk that you like to take and why? Oh gosh, I've got lots, but my f- all-time favourite is the walk from my own front door. Um, for me, a really important message is that you don't need to travel anywhere to go for a walk. You open your front door, you step out and you walk within your own local community. And I'm very lucky. Um, I live in a very small village um, which is rural so from my front door I walk along the streets and say hello to the people in the community I live in. I take my dog with me and I walk through the fields and along the riverside and I walk home and I don't have to use my car. I um, feel more connected to the local community by taking part in a doorstep walk and I think there are many many more people that uh, perhaps haven't tried that so what I would say to people is give it a go there could be things right on your doorstep and in your local community that you haven't tripped over because we do all jump in the car and drive somewhere Um, so my favourite walk is right on my doorstep brilliant thank you very much Thank you.